And we're back. MMA Log Talk, episode 33. We're on this October 17th. Fight week has officially began for one of the best cards on paper this entire year. UFC 280 going down on Saturday morning, at least on the North American side of things. Very much looking forward to that fight, that card from top to bottom. Looks like a, a very good card. Um, in terms of my tape studying for that card, I, I'm about, I'd say, 60, 60 to 70% through. Uh, let me just do my quick math here and see how many I've left. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got, okay, so I'm 50% through. <laughs> Uh, before hopping on here, I just finished the Mohammed and Brady fight, as well as the uh, Tuhugov and Almeida fight. Um, both fights that I was slightly surprised, uh, you know, coming out of thinking that uh, I'd be on one side, but I picked the other. Um, but both those fights, I will more than likely not be having a bet on. So I'm going to be sitting on the sidelines for those and just seeing how my prediction rolls out. Um, Thus far, I only have one bet on the card. It is a money line play. Looking to build on this 10 and 1 11 uh, event run that I've been on right now. Scrape some profit this past weekend with the Alexa Grasso uh, lock of the night play coming through, as well as Jacob Malkoon, but then whiffing on uh, three other spots. <clears throat> but happy that my confidence in Grasso still allowed us to end up in the profit there. I'll be recording the MMA Lockcast later tonight. I got my double shot Starbucks Frappuccino fueling me right now. Shout out to Mrs. Lock for going to get that for your boy. Fueling me up, getting right back into the tape studying once I hop off the stream. And then I'll be recording, editing, and then dropping the podcast later today. This evening, I think it's going to end up being just after midnight. So if you guys are fast asleep by the time it drops, just make sure you guys check it out uh, tomorrow or the day after. A <clears throat> couple pieces of content I'll be dropping this week. Obviously, MMA Lock Talk throughout the week. I'll be dropping the coaches, the main event marathon episode, just making sure that I have at least three of the coaches that were that can do the breakdowns. Uh, I'll be doing my dog of the night uh, quick podcast, not podcast, but quick segment that I used to drop as well. <clears throat> Six to seven minute breakdown of my dog of the night play once I settle on it. And then I want to try to do something new. You know, like I was... I've been I've been very inspired by by Mr. Beast as of late. You know, I mean, most of you guys might be familiar with him, but uh, over the last couple of weeks, he's been doing a lot of podcasting uh, with you know uh, podcasters that I normally listen to. Obviously, he was on the the Joe Rogan Experience. I think was that was the first one that he did. Then he went on Flagrant. Then he went on even the Nelk Boys' podcast. I don't really listen to the Nelk Boys' podcast unless there's somebody interesting on it. He was obviously one of them. I'll be listening to the Anderson Silva one very shortly as well. Um, and this guy just drops gems. Like, if you are a content creator and you haven't even ingested one of those Mr. Beast podcasts, you guys are doing something extremely wrong. And I think he hit on a lot of great things that a lot of people could benefit from and if they tune into it. So um, uh, another kind of new thing that I want to work on um, for my channel specifically um, is the, uh, you know, just quick digestible content. And I feel like I got something up my sleeve that will scratch that itch for a lot of people and hopefully start to bleed on over to the rest of my content that we can continue to get this community to grow. Um, I am 50 subscribers short of 6,000 subscribers. So right now we are on the road to 6,000 subscribers. Hopefully we can hit that mark over the next couple of days. Obviously I'll be doing my, um, uh, you know, I'll be talking about it all week, but I'll be doing a live birthday watch party um 
for the UFC 280 card as it is my birthday that exact day. So I want to, uh, you know, wake up nice and early, hop on the live stream as soon as the first prelim fight kicks off and just get twisted with you guys the entire morning slash afternoon. So hopefully a lot of you guys are able to come through for that, even if it's not for the whole six hours or whatever it's going to be. Uh, hopefully you guys can come in and out as you please throughout the night, but uh, or throughout the morning, I should say. Uh, so very much looking forward to doing that as well, but uh, very busy week. So I said, I already talked about some of the content I'll be doing on top of the deadlock podcast. I mean, Clint will be doing again on Wednesday. It's been a while since we've done an episode. So uh, I think it's very important that we do. And then uh, uh, propping you up on Thursday with Cody ultimate win show on Friday. I have a very special guest since, uh, since, my guy Andrew here just said he's here from the MMA hour. It just ended. I guess I'll just announce it here and then I'll just announce it officially on Twitter, uh, probably on Wednesday. But I'll be having GC. GC will be my guest for this week's MMA. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, the Ultimate Weigh In Show. So we'll be going live on Friday. I still got to figure out exactly when their weigh ins are. And then I'll usually do it uh, after the, the ceremonials and all that wrap up. Um, but yeah, he'll be joining this week. Joining me this week to go over this 14 fight card that we got for UFC 280. I've been trying to get him on for a minute. Um, and then I'll admit, after a little bit of time, I, I kind of gave up because uh, our schedules just weren't able to to mix. And then I just hit it up, hit him up uh two weeks ago. I'm like, hey, I want to lock you down nice and early. Big card this week, or, or big card for UFC 280. Let's try to give the fans what they want. So I'm finally gonna be able to do a show with my guy GC. So Hopefully you guys can enjoy that show as well. So I'll pretty much be dropping something, not just the MMA lock talk, uh, but pretty much one bit of content every single day this week. It's a big week. Got to take full advantage of UFC 280. So um want to drop as much as I can so you guys can get your fix as well and hopefully end up cashing some tickets too. All right, let's see what the live chat is saying here. It hasn't really populated that much since I actually, you know what, you know, I'll just quickly talk about my weekend so we can get some more comments in there and then I can uh, switch on over to the comment side of things. <clears throat> Let me just get a little bit more of my espresso in my system first. Mm, always hits the spot. All right. So um, I told you guys I had a uh, busy, busy weekend. <clears throat> Wasn't able to watch the fights live. Uh, so Friday, I don't recall what I did Friday, <laughs> uh, Saturday morning, we, uh, we dropped Alfred to my guy Rex's place. Shout out to Rex. Always looking after the, after Alfred, whenever I'm busy, uh, I had to grab a bunch of stuff for him. And then we went to, uh, one of my friend's house, uh, old college roommate of mine, uh, about an hour away from here. So we went up there and and got together and we all just had an early birthday party or not birthday party, uh, Halloween party. Uh, you know, my wife went as an astronaut. I went as uh, Mr. Top Gun. Uh, you know, one of my friends came as Mario. Uh, one of them was like a witch. One of them was uh, Beef Squatch from Bob's Burgers. Uh, another guy dressed up as like Tron. And uh, another one came as like a tiger, a onesie tiger or something like that. Fun time. Played a bunch of board games um got some mario party in as usual and uh yeah just drank burned had a bunch of fun so fun time out there crashed the night there next morning got up nice and early had to get back for another baby shower so <laughs> from one uh halloween slop fest to a uh traditional uh baby shower type thing um yeah, it was it was very interesting. Uh, good food, obviously, was at some Indian restaurants, so we really enjoyed ourselves there. And then uh, on the way back, we picked up Alfred from my guy Rex again. Shout out to Rex for always looking after him. Uh, and then got back home and just fucking vegged out. You know, what I mean, we were just so exhausted from the past couple of days uh, that we just chilled out for the rest of the day. Um, yeah, that that was about it. I, I did uh, catch up on the fights yesterday through that whole thing as well. Um, but just didn't really have the energy to get back online and get back to updating everything. Um, <clears throat> today, obviously, just got right into the tape starting for UFC 280. Uh, but after this, I'll be uh, you know updating my record, updating the website, um, finishing off my tape studying for UFC 280. Then I'll update the uh, sorry. Then I'll record, edit, 
while it's process processing, I'll be updating the lock of the night uh, settings <clears throat> or standings, I should say. And from there, um, everything should be updated. So uh, a ton of work to do this week, but I want to make sure that I stay on the, um, I want to make sure that I stay on the uh, the the content game and the uh, MMA lock talk game as well because I know you guys very much enjoy this one hour that I do Monday through Thursdays as well. So appreciate every single one of you guys hanging as usual. All right, let's get into the live chat now. My guy Aaron Quillis, as usual in the chat, appreciate the love, my friend Scott Reed saying, "Does Gamrot win?" I do lean Gamrot as well. Um, I just don't know if I can get behind that price tag. That's that's my only issue. You know, I think he is the better skilled fighter, the the more technical fighter, better overall mixed martial artist. Uh, but the way that Benio Darius has been fighting as of late, the guy just he loves the war. And I'm not sure if uh, you know if he can get the spots that he needs against Gamrod to uh, thrive in a war, get the takedowns, get that control. Um, but it, it is going to be closer than the odds suggest, which is why I'll likely be staying off that fight. Andrew's saying Gamera and Aljo win for sure. They are next level. We shall see. I'm actually, I'm picking Gamera, but I'm also picking TJ. Just I can't get to the betting window as of yet. I'll wait to see if the odds widen anymore, and then we'll go from there. Jeff K in the chat saying, I'll throw you on during the prelims before the homies arrive. That would be awesome. Would love to see you in there as well. I'll be, uh, I'll have my birthday hat on and all that stuff, and We'll have some fun and and good times as well. Matt R in the chat. Shout out to my guy here saying, Lock, Carol Hosa, Lock of the Night. I haven't uh, tape started that fight yet. Um, but yes, she is one that I kind of have circled as a potential Lock of the Night play. <clears throat> Another one that I have kind of circled is uh, actually, you know what, that. And I am curious as to how I'll come out of the, the Krilov and Uzdemir fight in terms of a lean, because I do lean Krilov, and I feel like if he can actually get his game off here, uh, he'll be a very bad matchup for Volk and Uzdemir. So, <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, Carol Hosa is definitely in the running for lock of the night play. Let me just get through the tape starting, which will be by this evening, and then we'll figure that out. Matt also saying, Almeida, dog of the night. I can't get to the window. I will likely be making him my prediction, but uh, I don't know. I just, I just can't get to it. I, I feel like I need a wider line. You know, Zubera, you know, slick striking when he is on, and then he can mix in the takedowns here, which could ultimately be the difference maker in this fight, which is why I would need more than plus 130-ish, plus 135 on Almeida to pull the trigger myself. Also, the other uh, kind of bet that I was leaning uh, we were talking about the Gamron Dariush fight. The under two and a half is very intriguing to me at plus 160. I think that our finishing opportunities abound for both men. And at plus 160, not a bad line either. Sansense Boulevard in the chat. Saying, what's happening, Locke? Gotta love that big fight week feel on a Monday, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so stoked for this week. You know, the big pay-per-view fight weeks usually bring out great content from a lot of people uh big news usually and a lot of hype and a lot of uh anticipation so yeah very much looking forward to this one and i just love the fact that it's so early on a friday or sorry on a saturday like like it's 10 a.m start time i fucking love that 14 fights starting at 10 a.m let's go i'm in uh, Sahel is saying, is this the best card of the year? I think so. On paper, I think it is the best card of the year. That's far. I'm trying to think about the other pay-per-views, but like nothing really comes to mind. Let's see. UFC in 2022. Um, so 270 was... Let's let's quickly go through these um, pay-per-views that we've seen this year. <clears throat> um, we'll just go pay-per-view, so just main card, and we'll see how we fare. Um, almost done pulling each of them up. All right, so... 
UFC 270, and gone, solid fight. Figueredo Moreno, solid fight. Um, Pereira Fialio, meh. Uh, Nurmagomedov Stamen, meh. Morales Giles, meh. So that was more so just top heavy with the two title fights. UFC 271, Adesanya versus Whitaker, too, solid fight. Tuivasa versus Brunson, car crash. Cannonier versus Brunson. Sorry, I said Tuivasa versus Lewis. Cannonier versus Brunson. Moicano versus Hernandez. Bobby Green versus Nazra Hackbrust. Meh. 272. Covington, Masvidal. Good grudge match. Dos Anjos, Moicano. Meh. Uh, short notice, five rounder there. Uh, Mitchell, Barboza. Uh, solid fight. Kevin Holland versus Oliver, a solid fight. Spivak versus Hardy is your mandatory heavyweight fight on the main card, I guess. Um, 273, Volkanovski, Korean Zombie, not bad. Sterling Young, not bad. Chamaya Burns, great fight. Dern, Torres, solid women's fight. And Madsen Pichelle, kind of a drop-off on that Madsen Pichelle fight. So, so far, 273, probably one of the better um, pay-per-views from the beginning of the year. Uh, Oliver Gaethje, solid. This is 274 now. Oliver Gaethje, solid. Esparza Nama Yunus was obviously a stinker. Chandler Ferguson, not bad. Same proof, Shogun 2. Uh, Randy Brown, Chaos Williams. I'd still probably take 273 over 274. 275, Prohaska, Teixeira, Shevchenko, Santos, Wiley versus uh, Yanjacek, Matthews versus Fialo, Madalena versus Amiv. Uh, on par with 273, I think. I'd say uh, 276, Sadasani, Kananir, Volkanovsky, Holloway, Pereira, Strickland, Barbarena, Lawler, Munoz, and O'Malley. 276 was pretty fire, too. Let's be honest. From a name value standpoint, that main card is probably the best thus far. Thus far. Let's go 277. Nunes, Pena, Moreno, Car France, Pavlovich, Lewis, Pantoja, Perez, Anklav, Smith. Up there as well, but I'd still pick 276. 278, Edwards, Usman, Costa, Rockhold, Valishvili, Aldo, Purilova, Yanan, and Hunsucker, Pedro. Yeah, let's throw that to the bottom. <laughs> 279, Diaz, Ferguson, Chimaev, Holland, Rodriguez, Jingliang, Aldana, Kieson, Walker, Kutilova. So I think 276 thus far has been the best. 276 has definitely been the best. But 280, good googly moogly. Right, Oliveira, Makachev, Sterling, Dillashaw, Jan, O'Malley, Darius, Gamrod, and even Chukagin, Fiodo. High-level uh, flyweight fight there. Possible number one contender emerging from that as well. Robot Chicken Wings in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Chris Thompson in the chat as well. Love seeing you in here, buddy. True, true shot saying saving $80 on the pay-per-view but going to a bar all day, so it'll probably be more expensive. It's how it works out. Maybe your enjoyment level goes a little bit higher because you're in that atmosphere and getting drinks the way that you are. Sorry for having my uh, straw in the way there. <laughs> Chris Thompson saying we almost had it with right in that first round. Almost. He was almost there. That was a clusterfuck of a fight. For sure. Matt R saying, I like the honor for Gamrat Dariush as well, but I'm waiting for a fight doesn't go to decision prop to come out. I think it is already out. Fight to not go to decision plus 130. So you're getting like 30 points less on that. And Smosh saying, Misha's got to be done, right? Dude, just, yeah, that was that was rough, man. Um, again, happy to look like I, uh, with my, with the egg in my face here uh, because of the Sirkinov pick. Um, yeah. The guy, the guy just cannot take shots. You know, I, I don't want to say I was still on the value side, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't. I wasn't. He got fucked up. He got starched. Props to anybody that took a shot on uh, on Alonzo Benefield there at Chalk, but he was the side. That punching power was too much for Serkinov to deal with. Yeah, and he's more than likely done. He should just go to, like, jujitsu or something like that. Like, you can't even go to a striking sport after that because... That's your issue. Get knocked the fuck out. Don't go be the next Bigfoot Silva. We don't need that. We do not need another Bigfoot Silva. Robot Chicken Wings saying, right needs better cardio. That is true. The guy was huffing and puffing pretty bad, which is why Todorovic was able to take over. Question comes now. That Let's quickly see here. Jordan Wright. I think that's two losses in a row. <clears throat> Three losses in a row. All of you finish. 
might get let go. Honestly, he might get let go. <clears throat> Aiden Smoke saying, got a weird feeling TJ KOs Aljo plus 525 looking very nice. I don't mind that myself, my friend. I really don't. I think I have that. Yeah. <clears throat> so one of my be- favorite props for that fight is Dillashaw by decision at plus 300. But I do have some interest in the KO around that plus 500 line. I like it. I like it a lot. <clears throat> Blackton 3 and sup. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Matt R saying, this is by far the best card on paper of the year, but the best card in rea- reality was uh, Fight Night Santos versus Hill. I think that was the one with all finishes, right? Let me uh, let me pull that up Real quick here. Uh, Hill Santos knockout. Jeff Neal knocking out Luke in round three. Uh, Mohamed Usman knocking out Zach Palga. Juliana Miller ground and pounding uh, Brogan Sanchez. Spivak ground and pounding Sakai. Terrence McKenney uh, standing RNC Eric Gonzalez. Uh, Michal Oleg Shajuk sending Sam Alvey into retirement two minutes into that first round. Brian Battle was my lock of the night play that night. Head kicking Takashi Sato in 44 seconds. Corey McKenna, Vaughn Fluing, Miranda Granger. And then uh, Myro Bueno Silva getting that phantom tap from Stephanie Eggers. So, yeah, tons of finishes on that 10-fight card. I can see why a lot of people enjoy that. True Shot saying, I did both. Cirque straight and Menfield by KO broke even. That was that was probably the way to go, for sure. Eric Betts fights in the chat saying, yo, what up, man? It's really me, not that mean guy that pretends to be me. Hey, when, when they want to imitate you, that means they're trying to replicate you. They're trying to give you a little bit of love by trying to besmirch your name the way that they are. <laughs> and Quilla saying, drop 4K on uh, Makachev, Charles, uh, fight to not go the distance when Bovada dropped the prop at minus 300. Now steam to minus 425. Let's get this money. I love it. Like, minus 300 is value on that line. I mean, I'm still considering a play on the under two and a half, uh, which is minus one. I see minus 143. I see minus 165 on certain spots. So I'll see as the, the fight gets closer what that line is at. But, you know, I, I, the, what, what's the crazy stat here? Let me pull it up. Uh, of Oliver's 30 UFC fights, 26 of them have gone under two and a half rounds. 26 out of 30 times has hit the under. We shall see. Chris Thompson saying, never seen a cardio dump like right in that fight. Only Vieira comes to mind. Uh, there's been some bad. Uh, Randy Costa against Adrian Yanez. Massive cardio dump there. Um, there's been a couple fights. Robot Chicken Wings saying, good card, but 281 has a potential for more finishes. That is correct. You know what? Let's see here. UFC 281. Let's go head-to-head main cards, which is better, UFC 280 or UFC 281. So main event, Charles Oliveira versus Islam Ahachev for 280, Adesanya versus Pereira for 281. Now, from an entertainment perspective, both fights are amazing. Both fights are great. Um, I might make a quick video on this, to be honest, just to take some of that shine from uh, from these uh, these two these two giant cards. But stacking them up side by side, I'd, I'd probably lean Charles and Makachev over Adesanya Pereira for the simple fact that we've always wanted to see the Tony Ferguson and Khabib fight, and this is the closest we're going to get to it, and possibly even more competitive than that one would have been. Because at this point in time, Charles Oliveira is obviously way better than Tony Ferguson. And I think the skill gap between Charles and Makachev is slightly closer than Khabib versus Tony Ferguson. So uh, for that part of it, I got to go with that. But Adesanya and Pereira is a phenomenal fight. It's like 1A, 1B. But for the sake of this argument, we'll have to choose a winner. I'm going to go Charles and Islam. Coleman events, got to be unanimous. Aljamain versus TJ over Carla versus Wiley Zhang. I don't even want to dig too deep into that, but that's what I truly think. Uh, third fight down, Piotr Jan against Sean O'Malley for UFC 280. And 
you know what? Let me actually pull it up on Tapology because Wikipedia is a little shaky at times. So Poirier versus Chandler for 281. Jan versus O'Malley for 280. Uh, I feel like Poirier Chandler could be more entertaining. Uh, damn. Like I, I, I didn't even set out like guidelines or criteria as to what I'm picking to be better than the other. I guess the one that I'm intrigued by more. So I'm personally more intrigued by Jan versus O'Malley because I don't really care about Poirier versus Chandler anymore, right? Like those guys are the guys filling up the spots in the top five that likely won't get another shot at the uh, the title. And they're just filling up space at this point in time because of their name value. From an entertainment perspective, yes, that will likely be the better fight. But from my personal intrigue, I'm going to go with Jan versus O'Malley. See if O'Malley can go off and pull off the upset as a lot of people expect him to. Or Jan can go out there and just dominate the way that he normally does as well. So I'll go Jan O'Malley. So far, 3 nothing for 280. So automatically it wins, right? But let's keep going. Benio versus Gamrot. And then Moikano versus Riddell. Definitely Benio versus Gamrot. No argument there. And then Chukagian versus Firo as the curtain jerker for the main card. Hooker versus Poyas as the curtain jerker for the main card still lean to kagan firo it's firo's shot this is this is the fight if she wins this she's like the next number one contender hooker versus poyas who gives a fuck right i remember comparing both cards <clears throat> uh from an overall perspective i think overall 281 including the prelims might be the better card but from a main card perspective i think 280 sweeps it much better than 281 not much better, sorry. There, there are great fights on 281 as well, but you guys know what I mean. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Robot Chicken Wings saying, I'm convinced Joe Biden got better cardio than right. I probably have better cardio than right. My out-of-shape ass. Uh, Sad Sense Boulevard saying, have a parlay alive. Malkoon by decision. Mokayev money line on Oliveira. Uh, Makja fight doesn't go to decision at plus 296. Hoping to not have to sweat after losing a year of my life, hoping for a Malcoon decision. <laughs> uh, I think that cashes, man. I'd be surprised if that does not cash. I'm already going to congratulate you on that ticket. Andy Price in the chat, appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Hope all has been well. Aiden Smo saying 280 is better by a bit. Uh, main card definitely better, but overall, you know, prelims 281 is quite lit as well. You know I mean, Dominic Reyes against Ryan Spann, uh, Blanchfield versus McCann, Trezano versus Choi, uh, Kovacavich against Juarez, uh, Azatar against Travola, Olberg against Negomerianu, Petrovsky versus Terman, Arce versus Montau Jackson, and another possible starching of Frankie Edgar versus Chris Gutierrez. And dueling 281 for the prelims. Andy Price saying 280 is the best card I've seen in 10 plus years. I got to be honest, I think UFC 200 from an overall perspective was one of the best cards on paper. Did it play out the way? Probably not. But from name value and everything, UFC 200, it's going to be hard to hold a candle to that, honestly. You have Gegard Musasi versus Tiago Santos as your second fight of the night. Go back and look at UFC 200's lineup. From a name value perspective, it's going to be hard to top 200 unless they try to go balls to the wall with 300, which is going to happen in about two and a half years or something like that. Two years, maybe. Aiden Smo saying Malkoon can't finish the sandwich. I'm completely okay with that because I was happy to hit that plus 200 on the decision line. I loved it. Uh, by the way, I was keeping track of my my propping you up like my three best bets for propping you up i've doing, been doing pretty well let me just uh quickly update it with uh this past weekends i think i went one and two i could be off on that give me one second here uh ufc 62 so i had malcoon decision plus 200 <clears throat> swanson ko plus 500, and uh, Grasso around 4 or 5, decision minus 115. So I go 2 and 1. That brings my record to 30 and 29 for my three best prop bets. But that gives me a, uh, let me see here. 
One second, folks. 1.87 units added to that. 1.87, can't do math real quick. <laughs> Give me a sec. Uh, 21.75 units. Plus 21.75 units. Since we've been with the All-Star, I've been tracking this. Plus 21.7 units uh, divided by, let me get my ROI here, uh, divided by 59. I'm doing one unit bet for each prop. That's a 37% ROI. 37% ROI on, on props. Three props per week or per event since we've been on the show. I think I don't think Cody did that bad actually this time. Uh, well, Henry, Henry via decision L Jackson Rodriguez over one and a half L uh, Todorovic right fight ends in round one. Ah, so he went zero and three this week. But still happy with my uh, record that I was able to do there. Um, let's see. Sanchez Boulevard saying if he couldn't finish that fight, I'm not sure he ever will. I'm fine with him fighting the way that he does. Honestly, the guy is all pressure all the time. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Keep giving me dog money on him. I'd be happy to take it. My guy Brian Wong in the chat saying Cub didn't look like the Cub I knew. Very Muay Thai heavy. <clears throat> I'll say this. I must have missed it, but when I was rewatching it, uh, did he injure his knee or something? Or was it just the accumulation of kicks that ultimately uh, messed him up that bad? But you know, I thought he was trying to create opportunities for himself. Um, obviously, he was close to getting finished a couple times and obviously got finished. But, yeah, very weird with what happened to his leg. It could have been the damage that he was suffering, though, because uh, uh, Jonathan Martinez was landing a bunch there. Uh, all right. Aiden Smo saying, yeah, I had the over one and a half and a bunch of parlays. Super chalky. was sweating myself when Maximov started making faces every time his, his leg hurt. Did he actually injure his leg? To me, it looked like every time he was like grimacing, I thought it was because he was starting to tire out. You know what I mean? Malkoon was not letting him up. Malkoon was just staying in his fucking face. Um, yeah, very interesting. Again, happy that Malkoon cashed it. Thomas Kane saying, nice shirt hat combo. You know what it is. Love the gold, love the yellow, love the black. It's my style, honestly. All right, I'm with you guys still for another just under half an hour. <clears throat> I can see, or uh, I can feel the espresso revving up my engines. Very much looking forward to uh, finishing the tape on 280, maybe making another couple bets today, but. So far, only got one bet. Uh, I've been kind of flaky, I'll be honest, in terms of like giving up my bets for free compared to, uh, sorry, giving up my bets for free, uh, especially when I'm not on a three-event winning streak. But I've been on such a damn good round then that I didn't really care about that one unit loss that I had on one of the contender series of events, um, which stopped my nine-event winning streak. Was it nine? Sorry, I might be fluffing myself there a little bit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven event winning streak that I was on. Ran into that Hitcher Jacoby loss on the contender series to Austin Lane. And then since then, I've been man I've managed to get right back on the track. Uh, three event winning streak. But 11 of my last, sorry, 10 of my last 11 have been dubbed. So we keep killing the game, folks. We keep moving along and killing the game. Um, let's see. Anybody watch the Lord of the Rings finale? That was some shit. They did the old pump fake. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if anybody knows what I'm talking I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that hasn't watched it yet, but like they did the whole pump fake at the beginning of the episode, pump faked a little bit more during the episode. And at the end of the episode, step back three. I thought it was great. <laughs> I love that. I'm using basketball analogy for, uh, to to talk about this show. 
Aiden Smo saying that Pete Rodriguez kill was peak violence. I love it. Yes, that was fire. Yeah, he he really landed that big knee and 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 starched uh, Mike Jackson. Hopefully, that's the last we we'll see of Michael Jackson in the um in the UFC. He he really does not deserve to be there, and I mean that with all due respect, to Mike Jackson. You know why you were brought in to begin with? You've overstayed your welcome now. Jared Curry saying, "What's good, everyone?" So damn excited for UFC 280 on on Saturday. Myself as well. Myself as well. Please come through, even for five minutes, for the uh, birthday watch party that I'll be doing on that day. Christopher Plaza saying, did you profit last event? Yes, it was a 0.6 unit win or 0.59 unit win. I went, uh, let me just pull it up here. Uh, I went two and three on bets, I believe it was, but... My confidence in Alexa Grasso and going five units on her really helped out. But uh, yeah, I so I took L's on Cub Swanson, one unit loss there, one unit loss on Misha Serkinov, uh, and a 1.21 unit loss on a parlay where both legs lost. <laughs> this is why I don't do parlays, uh, or should I do parlays? Uh, mine, uh, I missed on Henry, as I'm sure a lot of people did, and then I missed on the under one and a half by like a minute and a half. Uh, in the Todorovic and right fight, as I'm sure a lot of people did that night. But a win on Jacob Malkun at plus 130, and then a five-unit win on, uh, or sorry, five-unit stake bet here at minus 200 on Alexa Grasso cast for two and a half units, which allowed me to cash for 0.59 units for a 6% ROI. You know, a far cry from the plus 6.53 units on the had, I had on the event prior to that, um, but still in the green. And to me, that's what matters. Oh, we got... The uh, spam bots out again. It's been a while since I've seen them in there. <laughs> uh, Rick Martinez in the chat saying, I knew that sub was there to finish CJ Vergara. These South Texas boys don't seem to train a lot of BJJ. Yeah. I wish I wish I like officially bet it. Surprised I didn't. But uh, I felt pretty good about it, especially after talking to Cody. You know, I mean, he really opened my eyes up to that on the Prop New Up show that we did. But, uh, yeah, I should have came to that conclusion myself as well. Erin Quillis saying, super pissed when I saw Maximov get injured and Bovada did not have live betting turned on. I didn't realize he actually got injured. Like, I think I missed out on that. Um, I only saw, like, his reactions afterwards. Did they ever end up honing in? On uh, on the moment that he broke his leg, because I don't or or injured his leg, I didn't see it myself. Brian Wong saying bedridden with COVID, couldn't move a finger, but made money. Thanks, talk of the night. Let's go, brother. It was a slight winning event, but a winning event nonetheless. Appreciate the love, my guy. Hope you get better as well. Jared Curry saying, I'm excited we get Anik Felder in the booth together for this one. I think Felder is quickly becoming one of the best in the game. He's already up there for me. I'd say he is my number one, honestly. Him and Anik, dynamic duo. I'm, I'm honestly happy with that. Rick Martinez saying, Rafael was the one person who who effed my 10-man parlay. Ah. Yeah, Sun Cell, like, I should, again, I, I guess I just can't get Victor Henry fights right. You know what I mean? I faded him against Hany Barcelos. He has a great performance. I fade Rafael with Sun Cell with him with the small parlay. He still fucks me up. <laughs> I can't get that guy down, honestly. I cannot. And in small saying, definitely looking to fade Mano Martinez in the future. Yes, Brandon Davis was just not the guy. That's the only thing. Christopher Plaza saying, did you celebrate Clint's first winning event in months? Hey, the guy's been, he's been slowly turning back around. You know what I mean? He's had some couple of solid events over the last couple of events. So don't be throwing shade at my guy like that. Rick Martinez is saying, uh, fade Mano in the future for sure. His, his, his ceiling is limited for sure. Aiden Smo think uh, saying anyone think Jan Russell fucks O'Malley? That would be the best route for him, right? Like if I can guarantee that he's going to go in with that type of game plan, I would take the chalk on him. But I think there is just too many question marks with, you know, maybe his ego and him wanting to go out there and just knock out O'Malley or something like that. Like that's that plays into this for me. Um, you know, it, over his last several fights, it seems like he's very content with just striking with his opponents when he clearly has that wrestling in his back pocket. Should he need it? He should do that here to O'Malley. 
but we can't guarantee he will. And if you're willing to pay that crazy truck that he's on right now, you got to be praying and hoping that that's the price that he takes or, or, or path that he takes. Right. Jared Crazing, his understanding of the scoring criteria is so refreshing. We get actual knowledge plus a fighter's perspective. Exactly. Paul Felder is one of the true gems. I really wish that we we still had uh, Brian Stan. You know, I mean, I think Brian Stan was the best guy in that position, and I know John Annix very much misses him too. I feel like I can jump off the walls right now. <laughs> Crazy what the what an uh, espresso can do to you. Oh man. You know what? Uh, since we are catching up with the questions here, we got about 20 minutes left. I'm just going to skim through some of the odds that I may not have seen from uh, from future events as of yet. Also, it seems like the road to UFC odds are now out as well, but I just I don't think I'll be getting to those. Uh, those are also taking place. Let me see. Let me pull up a uh, fight pass here real quick. But I think I think those fights are occurring after UFC 280. So like, if you guys want to stick around and Watch even more fights. You can definitely do that. So prelims, fight pass prelims for UFC 280, 10 a.m. on Saturday. Road to UFC, 7 a.m. on the Sunday morning. There's two episodes there. I believe four or fights, four or five fights on each. So back-to-back days of fights. We'll see if we can actually get around to tape studying those as well. Uh, all right, so October 29th, this is the next fight night card. Calvin Cater, minus 125 against Arnold Allen, plus 105. Leaning Cater there for sure. Definitely the overall better fighter, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, not a bad betting line for him either, so I'll be keeping my eye on that. Dustin Jacoby, minus 170 against Khalil Roundtree, plus 145. I love that. Uh, you know, I, my initial thought was lock of the night right there, but... Uh, the, the power of Khalil and the confidence that this guy has over the last couple of fights, something to behold as well. So, um, you know, maybe a small play on Jacoby there. This is all pre-tip as well, right? Don't take this as me going out there and betting because I might just switch my mind after I do the research. Uh, Max Griffin, minus 180 against him means I think that's a solid line. I think this is a very winnable fight for him as well. Phil Hawes, minus 165 against Roman Delize. Eh. I'll probably stay away from that fight, but Phil Hall is rightfully favored, in my opinion. Marcos Hadjirio de Lima, minus 170 to Andre Arlovsky, plus 145. Uh, Arlovsky, always a uh, a crafty underdog to take a shot on. Especially a guy like Hadjirio de Lima. My only concern is how Arlovsky is going to deal with the leg kicks of de Lima. Uh, Josh Fram, minus 170 against Trishan Gore. I find that line to be quite interesting. Because I think I lean Trishon Gore there. I know a lot of people are going to be throwing Gore to the side because of his loss to Cody Brundage. But I think the guy's still explosive. Solid striking. I think wrestling defense-wise, I think he could kind of stop Fremd. I, I just got to remember what Fremd brings to the table. But Gore, definitely intriguing as an underdog to me right off the jump. Uh, Cody Durden, plus 150 against Clayton Rodriguez. That's intriguing to me as well. Rodriguez, very sketchy gas tank. Cody Durden seems like a guy that can bring the fight to him. Might be a live underdog there. Waldo Cortez Acosta, minus 200 against Jared Vandera. That's a shit show of a fight. We'll likely stay away from that one. Chase Hooper at minus 200 or above anytime always has me sketched out. So I'll definitely be passing that fight as Steve Garcia. Very unreliable as well. Christian Rodriguez, this is the guy that I've been waiting for to get back, get his ass back inside the octagon. If you guys remember, this guy took a short notice fight up a weight class against Jonathan uh, Jonathan Pierce uh, several months ago. Um, he was also the guy that beat uh, Tracy Cortez's brother on the contender streets last season. Um, looks like a very good prospect. Now he trains with Tracy Cortez and them at fight ready too. So looking forward to that. He's going up against uh, Garrett Armfield, who was another guy that made short, made a short notice debut up a weight class. Uh, he lost to David Onama that night. But uh, minus 200 on Rodriguez. Definitely got my eye on that. And, you know, if I am impressed on tape, as I, as I remember being, uh, that's lock of the night territory, honestly. Speaking of lock of the night, minus 230 on Jung Young Park against Joseph Holmes. Sign me the fuck up. I'm, I might have to jump on that tape almost ASAP so I can get a better line. But, yeah, I love him at that spot. There you guys go. 
Uh, Neil Magny minus 125 against Daniel Rodriguez, November 5th. I wouldn't mind that. Um, PFL odds already out. Wow. Aspen Ladd minus 240 against Julia Budd. She opened minus 150. She's minus 240 now. That is crazy. Julia Budd, I don't care, but she is worth plus 190 against somebody as lackadaisical as Aspen Ladd. Let's be honest, guys. Wow. Shane Burgos minus 350 against Marlon Marais. Crazy. Obama received minus 260 against Stevie Ray. Um, Brendan Logney, the favorite over Bubba Jenkins ever so slightly. Anti Delia minus 215 against Matthias Scheffel. Jeremy Stevens plus 300 to Natan Schultz. Makes sense. Uh, Kayla Harrison minus 700 to Larissa Pacheco. Interesting. Wow. Pick them line on Kevin Holland against Wonderboy Thompson, December 3rd. Magomed on collab, minus 225 against Blahovich. I don't mind that line personally. Drikas Duplessis, minus 120 against Darren Till. I love it. Wow. Bo Nickel, minus 2,500 against Jamie Pickett. Hilarious. Javkat Rachmanov, minus 340 against Jeff Neal. Uh, Armand Sarukian, minus 230 against Demiris Magulov. Interesting. Might, might need possible underdog shot there on Demira, plus 200. Alex Pereira, plus 140 against Israel Adesanya. So... There you guys go. All right, let's get back to the live chat here. Christopher Plaza saying, I want a DC Bisbing Cruise commentary team. I don't think they'll ever do a four-man booth because none of those guys can do a John Anik or Brandon Fitzgerald do. That is the thing. Don't tap podcast. What's going on, my brother? Appreciate you stopping by. MD saying thoughts on uh, Mahmoud Muradov and Kyle Bahayo. That's one that I'm looking forward to getting into. Haven't done it yet, but it will be this evening. Leaning Muradov as the underdog. Uh, I think people are jumping off him too soon, but that's pre-taped thoughts. Looking forward to that. Don't have podcasting. Gadzi live against Abu Nurmagomedov. Um, yeah, Nurmagomedov minus 175. Never really thought highly of him, but I, I, I can't. The only thing I remember about Gadzi is that he just couldn't keep up with Bahayo. So we shall see. MD saying, my parlay is uh, Islam, Jan, Mokayev, Zubara, W or L. Uh, I agree with all of them except Zubara, but that's a very close fight. I likely won't have a bet on Lucas Almeida either, um, but I, I am going to be picking Almeida to win that fight. Detective Allen saying, we still on for the B-Day slash 280 watch party stream? Yes. 10 a.m. on Saturday. Detective Allen saying, am I crazy for thinking there's value on Adesanya? Not really, right? It's not often that you get him around that minus one, what is he, minus 165? Where is it? Uh, yeah, minus 165. Not not often we get him anywhere better than minus 200. But again, Pereira could be a problem for him too. Very interesting fight. The under four and a half is at plus 140. That's very intriguing as well. Daniel saying sup lucky over under uh 0.5 takedowns for Izzy. I'd probably go over. Like I think he would might want to be that guy, be like, hey, we're you know we're doing MMA now, right? And he might just look to take this fight to the ground. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think he would at least try one takedown. Does he get it? I don't know. I gotta be honest, like the defensive takedown and and defensive techniques that I've been seeing from uh Alex Pereira, very you know, it's it's definitely better than you would expect for somebody that's still so relatively new to MMA and, and fighting at such a high level. Um yeah, it is impressive. Don't tap podcasting. Let's get Sanko on the broadcast. She's uh she's gonna be doing the road to UFC event. Uh that's the day after UFC 280. I think she says she's flying out tomorrow. But um yeah, look forward to seeing her on the mic. I don't know who she'd be doing it with. Maybe Felder again. Maybe Felder might might want to do some double duty. Here are some of these uh future event. Uh, odds that are being talked about. I don't know if Corey Sandhagen and Marlon Vera is actually happening. Let's see if I can pull it up. 
Yeah, it doesn't seem like uh Huh. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's anything official. But right now, minus 205 on Corey Sandhagen. I don't mind that. Uh, other matchups that seem like they will be happening. Uh, Moreno, Figueredo, four. Minus 120 on Brandon Moreno. I love that line. Um, right, Mitchell versus Ilya Teporia minus 210 on Teporia. I think that's going to be the fight since Mozart is officially out now. Now, minus or sorry, plus 280 on Carlos Barza is intriguing to me ever so slightly because we did see Rose Namayunas have grappling success against Wiley, right. Carly gets that fight to the ground. She is the better wrestler than Rose as well, right? Let's not forget that. So she could be live as an underdog here. Everybody's just expecting Wiley to go out there and just starch Carla Esparza. But if Carla's landing takedowns, it's going to be hard to starch her. Uh, Poirier minus 165 against Michael Chandler. I, I might have a little bit of a bet on that, if I'm being honest. I think he is the better fighter than Chandler. And I think he can take the power of Chandler as well. I wish that was a five-rounder. Uh, Usman uh, Edwards minus 375 on Usman so roughly around the same line that he was last time makes sense um, that seems to be it I don't know why they have Poirier and Nurmagomedov odds up again but minus 500 is a steal especially if we saw what happened in the last fight uh, Sanson saying, agree, don't tap, get her in instead of DC. I think, I think next year will be the year that we see Sanko on like legit broadcast, like fight night broadcast and all that. Daniel saying, Benio KO plus 600. That's why I like the under two and a half there. That man is a wild man. Nathan saying, if Pierre, uh, sorry, if Pereira beats Izzy, I'd love to see him go up and fight Yuri in a striking war. Uh, well, Yuri has to get past Glover once again. Let's see if that happens. But uh, I, I think Pereira would stay at middleweight a couple more fights. Uh, Daniel Singh, Corey, by decision is a lock in that fight or decision only? Probably. Aljo jumping EKO plus 1100. <laughs> Remember this. Could you imagine? I'll be wild. Detective Allen saying, is Wiley still training with Cejudo? I don't think so. I'll, I'll hit up Eddie Chan and see if they're planning on having her back for that fight. But she would very much benefit from having her training cap at fight ready for that fight. Uh, I don't think she went to them for the Ioana fight, though. I think she was only there for the, uh, for the second Rose fight. Uh, Nathan Singh, Usman's definitely getting the title back, man. LMAO, I hope so. I likely won't be pulling the trigger again at minus 400. <laughs> Don't tap podcasting. Cow backpack elite. Godzi couldn't handle it. Abu is the Nurmagomedov cousin that wanted to be a banker but was pushed to be a fighter. Top game, meh. I think Godzi is live but not official play but pick. I look forward to taping that one. Still got to get to that one myself. Thomas Kane saying I would take Vera versus anybody right now. Vera versus Jan would be a fun fight. I'd be totally down with that. Um... But I'd lean, I'd lean Corey there. Again, minus 200 might be a little bit wide now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, I'd still lean Corey. All right. I'm here for another six minutes or so. Then I'm going to get out of here. Get back into the tape studying for, the, for this event. And then I hope to have the full podcast breakdown edited and dropped uh, just after midnight tonight. So keep your eyes peeled for that. <clears throat> Nathan Peter saying, uh, Yo said, uh, Yo Saeed Kakramanov, what do you think of that fighter? I think this guy might be champ early in his career. But dude is ruthless in there. Uh, I love him, man. I, I cashed him as a dog against um, against Ronnie Lawrence. 
everybody was on Lawrence that night. I remember I was one of the few guys on Kakramanov. The guy's very skilled, but very tough fight ahead of him here against us, uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov. Um, depending on the odds, I still might end up leaning on the Kakramanov side, but that is a very big step up compared to compared to Ronnie Lawrence, who he was fighting last. Let me just quickly see when that fight is. Uh, it's the last event of the year, December 17th. Uh, Yokob Kokromanov will be fighting Saeed Nurmagomedov. Both guys with only two losses in their career. Very interesting there. I, I think the guy has potential. I definitely do. Thomas Kane saying Khabib would never come back at 155. He definitely would not. MD saying uh, Abubakar versus Godzi prediction. Have not taped that one yet, but all of my predictions will be out on this channel later this evening. So keep your guys uh, eye on that. Put on your notifications. Do whatever you got to do. But uh, you know, if you don't see it by the time you go to sleep, by the time you wake up in the morning, my full card prediction will be out. So make sure you guys check that out. Marcus Williams in the chat as always. Appreciate the guy stopping by saying enjoying the show. I'm looking forward to cashing up. Excuse me. I'm looking forward to cashing out on Sean Brady this week. So I did tape that. I did tape the uh, the Brady fight earlier today. And although I don't have the same confidence that you or it seems like uh, Daniel does as well, he's calling him a lock. I do think he wins, though. You know, I do think he wins. My hesitancy in terms of, you know, pre-tape leaning him was I remember so many people saying that, oh, he was like, you know, he was, he was falling behind in the Michael Chiesa fight. And I'm like, was he though? I don't really remember. And then I did the tape and yeah, he gave up the last 45 seconds of that round uh, of the last round, but that doesn't mean that he lost that fight. He was doing great things in the beginning of that round too. So he was, you know, he's a solid fighter. Michael Kies is a high level fighter as well. But I think the difference here is going to be with, with Bilal. He has solid cardio. He has solid movement. He has above average wrestling. I'll give him that. I think once he gets tied up in the clinch with Sean Brady, I think he's going to struggle with uh, you know dealing with that power and that relentless takedown pressure. And I think that Brady will likely be able to uh, chalk up at least two rounds here. And then from there, Bilal is going to have to storm back. But I just don't think he has it in him to go and get uh, to go and get a win or at least go and get a finish in that third round. But I do lean Sean Brady there for sure. I just don't know if I can get to the betting window myself. MD saying Islam by finish, lock of the night. Uh, I'm picking Islam, and I really think the under two and a half is a good place. So I guess Islam by by finish. Am I calling it lock of the night? Not lock of the night. I would call that fight to not go to a decision lock of the night, but it's at like minus 450. Um, under three and a half would be intriguing to me. I think that's a little bit chalky at about minus 230, but uh, I wouldn't mind getting a little bit down on that because I think that's probably the best bet. You know, two and a half might get a little bit shaky, but three and a half, I'd be surprised if that fight even starts round four. Fight to not start round four might be the bet. <laughs> Thomas Kane saying, marital status of Amanda Hebus. I am not sure. You'll have to do your own research for that one, my friend. Uh, Marcus Williams saying, Sean Brady got nasal surgery to fix breathing issue from one nostril. Interesting. MD was saying Sean Brady was struggling with Jake Matthews and Bilal has been training with Khabib. Uh, again, don't don't get wrapped up in the this guy trains with this guy. Like I, I don't don't get wrapped. Maurice Green trained with John Jones. That's the example I'll always be giving people. Um, and Jake Matthews tough out. You know I mean, Jake Matthews is a tough out, and he still finished him. Daniel saying he broke his nose in that Kiesa fight. Ah, that's what it was. Daniel saying Khabib going to disown Bilal after he loses. <laughs> Probably. Don't tap saying made quite a bit on Saeed Yokup that night. Faded my co-hosts. Sometimes you got to stand your ground, my friend. And good for you for doing it that time. Bananas and grapes saying I think Bilal can win by decision. It's absolutely possible. It is possible. But I think he's going to struggle. Uh, one, I don't think his striking is the greatest. And two, I think he's going to struggle with the strength of, of Sean Brady, especially when they get into those clinch positions up against the cage. All right, it is now 5 p.m. Eastern. I appreciate everybody checking out the show as usual. I will be getting back to my UFC 280 tape studying as soon as I hop off here, and then I'll be recording and editing and dropping that breakdown for you guys later this evening, so keep your eyes peeled for that. 
Make sure you guys turn on the notification bell as well so you know exactly when that podcast drops so you guys can get your ears on that ASAP. MD asking for the Krilov and Uzumir prediction. Haven't studied it yet, but I am leaning on the Nikita Krilov side there. Again, you'll get my full breakdowns later tonight, so make sure you guys keep your eyes out for that. All right, I will be back tomorrow for another edition of the MMA Log Talk at 4 p.m. Eastern. As usual, I'll see you guys there. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Catch you tomorrow.